0: Welcome to Diving Board, a show about artists, the art they create, and the social and cultural issues they explore. I'm Bill Valerio, I run the Woodmere Art Museum, and I'm here in the museum's galleries with Susanna Gold, who is the guest curator of Africa in the arts of Philadelphia, Bullock, Searles, and Twin 77 I see this exhibition as being about social change in the context of a period of American history that you know we call the civil rights era these are two african american artists and an african artist coming together under the roof of a community arts organization and exploring something that's quite deep in a personal way but that is also social and I believe surrounded by all of this work that the result of all of it and I don't mean the gestalt I mean the meticulous disciplined exploration of african forms and how they can completely change the vocabulary of the arts you know for these particular artists but also bringing african line African pattern, African subject matter, to me is a revolutionary act. Do you see it that way?
1: The term that you introduced, revolutionary, is this art revolutionary. And I think, yes, it absolutely is on a number of levels. So in terms of being revolutionary within the context of Ile Ife, it very much was something new and different. This entire Ile Ife experience was a community-building experience that was very much needed at this time in the 1960s or early 1970s. So the fact that there was an environment that was created specifically to address Issues of identity, issues of heritage, and connecting to that heritage was something fresh. It was new, and it was appealing to a lot of people who had no ideas before this that this was an interest that was circulating. And then they came together at this space. They came together, they met each other. They got to know Charles Searles, Barbara Bullock, Arthur Hall, and everyone else in the community. And I think that aspect of the entire community coming together with a shared interest that they could explore for the first time in this space in Philadelphia was something that was culturally and socially revolutionary.
0: I wonder if one of the things that we see happening in this show, bringing Bullock, Searles's, and Twin 7 work together, is that there's something in Twin 7-7 that Bullock and Searles respond to. And I believe that the response is coming from a deep place.
1: Even before Searles and Bullock had gone to Africa, they had encountered Twin 7-7's work. So this was a moment where they were starting to see what African contemporary art looks like. But the idea of a heritage, of a connection, of a culture was something they both had to be proactive and do the research to find out. Both Bullock and Searles had gone independently to the Penn Museum, which houses one of the greatest collections of African art in the world. So they were able to see sculptures, they were able to see traditional objects, learn about their contexts, and then think about that and translate that into their own work, not by imitation, but by digesting that and coming up with their own visual language in order to express these ideas.
0: So is twins providing them with a new visual vocabulary, and you know we're standing next to a painting by Twin 77 one of his plywood cutout paintings. Are there things that you would point to that Searles and Bullock get from Twin 7-7?
1: There's so much rich visual material in Twin 7-7's work. If you look closely, you'll see the tiniest details in every inch of the painting. There's pattern that covers every surface, different patterns. they are interlocking forms. There's figures laid on plane after plane within the composition, and they're very unusual forms. They're covered in what he calls his tattoo work, drawings on a field of color within the bodies, on their clothing, that are so elaborate. They have figures, they have gods, they have goddesses, they have patterns, they have details there's so much to think about and so much to look at in this kind of work. And this is new in American art in the 1970s. This is fresh visual material that was unknown here before.
0: And it's a different kind of African art than the interpretation of African art that modern American and European avant-garde artists were accustomed to. So We know that Picasso and Braque looked at African sculpture in the first decades of the 20th century, and cubism emerges out of that immersion of theirs in African sculpture and the fragmentation and abstraction that they found in the human figure, mostly figurative sculpture in African art that appealed to them. This was something different, though, right? And I wonder, I mean, do you feel that Searles and Bullock Know, needed to get away from that kind of mainstream modernist idea of what Africa is.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think that's part of the appeal of Twins' work because it doesn't look like that early modernist European interpretation of African sculptures or African masks or African traditional objects. This is a language that's contemporary. It's contemporary Nigerian art, and it is a language that is unique to twins. So for example, there are certain elements that are his signature elements. So if we look at some of these figures, many of which are spirits, it's, it's not always easy to distinguish whether they're human or whether they are spiritual figures. One way you can decipher which is which or determine which is which is to look at the details. So sometimes you'll see on the eyes of the figures, if they are created with kind of a looping fringed lid, that's a sign that Twins used of his own design to mark a spiritual figure. Others, he creates this visual language based on the stories of Yoruba traditions that he grew up with as a child and has known in his heritage. So we sometimes see a figure that's surrounded by fish or that has water in the background. And this is Osun, one of Twins' most admired
0: deities. One of the really exciting paintings in the exhibition is the spirit of Reincarnation, My Brothers and Sisters by Twin77. And it would be great if you could explain to us the significance of that work in Twins' career.
1: Sure, that was a particularly important painting for Twins. He painted the first version of that image in the late 1960s. And the image depicts a series of figures that are within the spirit world. And these figures are representations of his lost brothers and sisters. This narrative that he presents in the painting is his own personal family narrative. It's actually the story of his own birth. The story is a very interesting one, and he tells it like this. Twins was born to his mother seven times. He was born as a twin six times, and his mother lost all of those children. And it was not until she gave birth to her seventh set of twins that he survived. His twin sister did not. So twins, his name is the plural, twins seven seven, not twin, because he considers that he holds the spirit of his twin sister within him. Every time the brothers and sisters were born, they were reincarnated to try again basically they were reincarnated to see if they would live but all of these children are called abiku children and that term means that they have very strong connections to the spirit world and the spirit world has a very strong pull and kept them within the spirit world so twins in the image twins presents these lost brothers and sisters in the spirit world
0: What's amazing to me about the representation of the human body by Twin 7-7 is that the body carries things inside of it. And I think you know, the most simple example of this, um, there's a wonderful image of a goose by Twin 7-7, seven seven, and inside the goose are all the fish that the goose has eaten. I mean, it's about the cycles of nature. The whole painting is about that. And so there's a turtle that tries to eat the goose egg. The goose protects its egg from the turtle, but then people come and they gather the eggs, and then monkeys grab eggs out of the people's baskets, and the monkeys eat the eggs. And so we're talking about a whole cycle, and inside of all of those bodies are the spirits that have been consumed by that body and I feel that you know this discussion of the figure this is a figurative exhibition can help us transition our conversation into a discussion of dance because dance is happening all around us in this exhibition figures are moving. In Prince's work, there's a certain way that he conceives of the body and the motion of the body and the dance of the body. And how does that translate into the real experience, said Iley Ife, that has to do with the movement of the body in dance, the representation of the movement of the body in art, And what all of that meant, all of it together, as an experience that touched people's lives and really, I would like to say, led to social change.
1: One of the images by Barbara Bullock, a large vertical painting, has a central figure that is engaged in a trance. And around her are the experiences that are emanating from her trance. And one figure in particular in the background is interesting because it is a dancer who is engaged in the snake dance. And the snake dance was a performance that Arthur Hall choreographed and performed at Eli Ife. And it's interesting to watch that video of Arthur Hall, which we still have, and look at these dancers because we know that Bullock is working at Ile Ife at this point and she's seeing Arthur Hall dance and she's seeing the costumes that the dancers are wearing and she's incorporating that material into her own work. Charles Searles is doing something similar with his dancer series paintings. In these two paintings, which each have two figures in them, he is also at Ile Ife. He teaches in the visual art department, but he often would go to the dance department. He'd sometimes play the drums for the dancers, and he would watch. He'd observe. He would sketch, and then he created these paintings based on his observations, again, of what is going on at Eli Ife, what Arthur Hall's Afro-American Dance Ensemble is doing. The interesting part about these paintings is that he created them both right when he returned from a visit to Nigeria. And his paintings are informed by what he saw in Nigeria. So the bright color palettes, the patterns, the rich patterns that, you know, contrast with each other, all that visual stimulation is something that he experienced on his travels. And he's bringing that back and incorporating that into his work.
0: Thank you, Susanna, for joining us today. Please check out our website, woodmereartmuseum.org, for information about the exhibition itself, but the many, many programs that will be taking place that integrate music, fashion, dance into the fabric of the exhibition. Thank you to Stephanie Marutis of Covender Media, dedicated to narratives of social change, and I hope you'll subscribe to Diving Board.